Welcome to KC Corner, episode 61, the Roger Maris episode. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that's out of nowhere. Man, I wonder how many of our KC Corner folks are going to get that one. <laughs> Maybe not the most appropriate movie to reference on a church uh, podcast, but that's all right. Well, I didn't. I mean, you, say, you say movie. I didn't think movie. I just thought Roger Maris. Was there a movie about it? Yeah, there was a movie about it. Okay, I just know the <laughs> you controversy. You can imagine, like, you know, 1930s baseball players or whatever. I forget what year it was. See, uh, it 60s. was it was in the 60s. Yeah, yeah, it was 60s. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, for those of you who don't know, Roger Maris broke Babe Ruth's uh, longstanding season. Uh, Single season home run record when he had 61, mm-hmm. but uh, Babe Ruth did it when there was less games played. Yes. And so there's an asterisk. The, the true champ. Yeah, the true champ. So uh, <laughs> he had uh, he did it in 150 some odd games or yep. whatever. So yep. anyway, all right, yeah, yeah, golly, episode 61. <laughs> hey, welcome everybody, the Roger Maris edition. <laughs> exactly. I he was to a New York Yankee. A bit. Yes, oh, that's he was. incredibly a New York great. <laughs> Listen, I didn't know that was coming either. Uh, Casey Corner World. That was out of nowhere. We're, we're out of good. the. We're out of the numbers where it's like athletes that wear it on the back of their jersey. Not a whole lot of 60s besides yeah. offensive linemen and, you know. You know, when I thought about the 60s, I thought there's a lot of things that happened in that decade, you know. I mean, golly, oh, we had the Vietnam War. <laughs> we had a, a, a lot of the uh, race riots going on. Mm-hmm. There was a uh, Woodstock. Um, yep, yep. Right Jeff, when you were kind of like in the teenage years. Oh, man. Oh, man. John F. Kennedy. <laughs> I was born in 65. so uh, <laughs> I'll keep coming up with some good history things. That sounds the 60s, good. Though. I like it. I like it. <laughs> but today we're talking about uh, what David meant to say. <laughs> <laughs> we thought about how do we go back and talk about someone else's sermon? You know, this is what David meant to say. <laughs> really so. critique it. Exactly. <laughs> Break it down. <laughs> hey, love my brother David Outing. Thank you so much for preaching, David. Love, always love having him fill the pulpit. And I'm telling you, Brooks, it's like... Um, you know, when you're a preacher, you don't want just anybody that fills your pulpit. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, that's something that you uh, really want to guard. And so I'm just so honored. The only one who's ever filled it at King's Chapel for me is my man, David Outing. Mm-hmm. And he's done a great job. So I, I love it because, you know, he's he uh, he really took us to the fact that when, when Christ was ascending there in Acts 1, we started where he says to the disciples, hey, you will receive power, dunamis, he told us, that Greek word that we get the uh, word dynamite from. You'll be... Uh, you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses. And again, he told us rightly that 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 word is where we get witnesses, where we get martyr. You know, you're going to give your life for to, to represent me. And uh, then he'll tie in that we are these living epistles uh, with the letters uh, written by the Spirit and that the world should see. And we are those that the world should see Christ through. And how are we doing with that? And I, I love the, the image, Brooks, is that you know, right when Jesus was crucified, what was happening to the disciples? They were fleeing. They they struck the shepherd and all the sheep ran. Um, they were denying. Think of Peter. And, and uh, you know, they were scaredy cats who were looking out for themselves. And it looked like Christianity was dead. I mean, the their Messiah was crucified and the disciples were running. And even when word got out that he was alive. You have people like Thomas who says, I'm not going to believe it. I, I, I got to see those nail prints. I got to, I got to, I got to see it for myself. And, uh, uh, Jesus graciously showed up and, 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 in a kind of a, a quite firm way said to Thomas, Hey, grab your hand, bring it over here, you know, thrust it into these wounds. Um, the, the Greek is very emphatic there and, uh, come, come and touch and see. So here's this group of you know, I'm not going to believe it. 
Uh, I'm denying it three times. Uh, I, I can't, you know, I'm absolutely terrified. I'm running away. One of the disciples, it says in the Gospels, they grabbed his cloak and he ran away like naked. I mean, it was like that scaredy cat of, of getting away from Jesus. And now he's going to change the world through these 12. And now, now he's going to take these 12 and say, the world's going to be completely changed because why the Holy Spirit's going to come. So Christianity without a cross, without a resurrection, dead. Uh, Christians without the Holy Spirit, powerless. And so here now, we, we went from scaredy cats to dynamite. Uh, and so and that, it happened. And so that that when the when Pentecost came and the Holy Spirit came upon them, uh, the number was originally like, like 120. Uh, uh, and it immediately started to just grow and grow from that 12 to 120 to mm-hmm. to where we are today and so um and david did a great job reminding us that hey now we are the ones that that um the people see christ and i read an article yesterday brooks um it was just on something on my my uh, iphone that says why you know 17 18 reasons why people aren't going to church and it was heartbreaking and i said it to the board saying you know hey we got to look at this because a lot of people are judging Christianity through Christians and saying, ah, oh, this can't be, you know? I mean, there's there's too many knuckleheads there. Mm-hmm. And we know that Jesus came to save sinners. And we hate the fact that uh, if, if the world judges Jesus through us, ugh, uh, uh, but we got to com- continue to communicate, hey, we are saved by God's grace through faith. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's not about our righteousness. It's all about his. Yeah, I love that the disciples are made up of this ragtag group of tax collectors and a guy that Jesus told him he was going to deny him three times and he said no I would never do that yeah. he ended up doing it and just, you know these guys that just normal people like us and broken and sinners like us that they weren't high up officials that thought highly of themselves or anything and the big quote that really stuck out to me that David said was Christianity should not be judged by its followers but by its founder and nothing yeah. is more true Amen. than that we're all broken and that's what you hear non-Christians as an excuse say like Oh, I know so and so. He's a horrible person, but he says he's a Christian. Yeah, um, you know that's not how it goes. It's not how it goes, and sadly, it should be judged not by its followers, but it's by its founders. But in the world's eyes, you know they can't see the founder, so mm-hmm. all they see is the followers. And uh, man, we have made a mess of it. Let's just be honest. Yeah. But uh, uh, at the same time, you know it just keeps me wanting to move forward in the church being the church. So. You know, I think the time is upon us, Brooks, where, you know, I, I think the separation between what the church should look like and what culture should look like should be, it's probably widening. It mm-hmm. should be a, a real distinct difference. Uh, our views are radically different than the world's. And I think we really are heading into a, we're probably there, a post-Christian America um, that, you know, the heyday of Christianity is long gone. Mm-hmm. Um, may it return. But the church really needs to stand up. I don't know if this was referenced in your 18 Things article, but I, I would assume COVID and just not going to church like for over a year now consistently on a Sunday. It's same thing with people wanting to go back to the office at work is just yeah. in a routine and just like, hey, I don't really want to go to the office anymore. <laughs> it, <laughs> it's, it's not fun to commute. So true. And it was it was referenced, you know, and it was interesting because I, I had a meeting this week with uh, our, our liaison with the Korean church and they were saying that they are seeing a reluctancy of several of their members to come back as well. 
And uh, Dan Choi, the man I was chatting with, was saying, hey, you know, I could come to one service uh, in person and I, I watch one online. And what an amazing difference it is, you mm-hmm. know, uh, uh, just being with the people. And just uh, that's, we are called not to forsake the assembling together. And I guess you could say, well, in a sense, we assemble together virtually, but there is something different. So, hey, for those of you who are who are not yet comfortable, uh, we're not trying to point, shout you out, but... Uh, but when you are comfortable, do come back because, you know, we are supposed to be together. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah. now going into your new sermon series, hey, this jumping is, back in. This is uh, jumping back in. And my dream uh, was to think, or my, my thought process was this. Uh, King's Chapel is an important point in our church history, about a year and a half into uh, uh, our, our existence. And in the midst of all that COVID, you know, what is next for us? So if we can begin with the end in mind and the end goal here of... Mega church. Yeah, mega church. Mega church. Oh, man, that's hilarious. Oh, goodness. I love it. No, the the end goal here is if we can um, recognize a point and and install uh, officers in January of next year, you know, we got to do some legwork to get to identify, let God point out to us who he is calling to help lead us to the next chapters and beyond. And with that, what is it we believe? Uh, what does the Bible teach us about qualifications for leaders? Uh, what does the Bible teach us about theology? What does the Bible teach us about gender roles? Um, well, you know, how, how do we do this? And uh, was as a non-denominational church, what do we lean on? And all churches, all churches, all true churches have to lean on God's word. That is our authority. So we go to the word of God, asking the spirit of God to lead us. And so this week, we're starting something called Pillars of the Faith. That is going to be the sermon series. And it's going to be a combination of, you know, what what are the theological underpinnings that we see that are biblical of King's Chapel? Um, what are the, the church offices that we see that are biblical? It's going to be an elder and a deacon and deaconess and, and uh, you know, what, what is the role of, of men and women in these in these? So that's going to be the pillars. It's going to look at what's our theology. And we're going to start off with grace alone. And these the theology comes out of the Reformation. And out of the Reformation, there's so much stuff. But uh, something called the solas, which means alone, um, has emerged. And it was, again, they were fighting the church that said, hey, we're the ones where salvation is found. Um, and they were saying, no, 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 we, we, we don't think the church is equal with the word of God. And we don't think the Pope can say the same thing the word of God can. I mean, they're, they're not on equal ground. And so they came out and said, you know, and I don't think that we can earn our way to heaven or buy our way to heaven. So they came up and they had these solas. It's uh, uh, sola gratia, grace alone, sola fide, faith alone, uh, Christ alone in scripture alone, uh, for the glory of God alone. So we're going to look at the pillars of what does it mean to have grace alone, uh, faith alone, Christ alone, scripture alone for the glory of God alone. And then we're also going to look at uh, what does scripture teach us about uh, genders. And, and, and right now my, in our culture, talk about culture, you know, where gender seems to be fluid. It was never fluid with God. He made male and female. Mm-hmm. And now sin has, has, has really affected the way we see our gender, we understand our gender, and uh, um, and we all will struggle with our sexuality. But you know what? Why did why did God create male and female, and and what role should they play? And, and should they are we perfectly equal? Well, in some ways, are we distinct? Well, yeah, in some ways. How 
how does that manifest itself in the church? And so I'm telling you right now, even hearing myself say this, Brooks, I know that this this is stepping into like, you know, a bit of a, a, a quagmire. This is, this is stepping into, you know, where are you going to take a stand in a society that seems to have no stand when it comes to that? And so once you put a flag in the sand, we believe God made male and female, and we believe that they are equal in God's eyes, but have different roles. Ooh, right away, you know, you've mm-hmm. drawn some lines in the sand. And I, I desire to draw no line in the sand that will keep people away, except for the lines that God has told us to draw in the sand and, and trust that he will draw those to himself, you know, mm-hmm. and that, and I tell you, as a people pleaser, like I am, it's hard sometimes because I, I don't want to offend anybody, but the gospel is the good news of the gospel. I love what, what Paul will say. It's, 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 uh, you know, we are the aroma of Christ and to some it's the smell of life and to some it's the smell of death. Mm-hmm. Um, now we don't want our, our, our sin and our junk to be what smells so bad that people get, like we talked about earlier, that move away. But if we are standing up for biblical truth and we are in a winsome, loving way, just saying this is the truth, um, not that what we've come up with, this is what God has told us, mm-hmm. um, and we stand for those things. We're Jesus said it. Listen, they hated me. They're going to hate you. Mm-hmm. And so, and I hate people hating me. You know, I, I really, I really do. I mean, it's so funny. I think there's one guy on my hockey team tonight that I don't think he likes me. I mean, every, every, every game he play, like, this, this dude just doesn't like me. And uh, I don't like the thought of people not liking me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've given people too much power over me to try to get their approval. But hey, so, so this week's sermon is going to be grace alone. Um, it emphasizes that salvation is all of the Lord. It's beautiful. And... Uh, um, and this is not going to be as line in the sand as some of the ones coming up, but that's the series. And also a couple with that, Brooks, is that I'm going to be doing two other teaching times on Sunday. So three segments I'll preach. And then at 9 to 9.45, we are going to do what we call Casey Essentials. I think I was calling it Foundations. The foundation is Christ, but Casey <laughs> Essentials. And that's going to kind of dovetail my sermon series. And it's going to be some additional teaching and dialogue. Mm-hmm. And so people will have a chance to wrestle with things. And so we're going to be talking about reform theology. And, and with that is uh, Calvinism. And it, it, with that is the sovereignty of God, that God is sovereign over all things of creation and recreation. And people, well, the first time I hear it, sometimes like, huh, what? And, uh, uh, but it's beautiful and incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't grow up with this, but man, have I fully love the biblical teaching of it. Uh, and we're going to look at, again, the gender roles. Uh, I think uh, on Mother's Day, I'm preaching a sermon called uh, The Roar of Woman. And, nice. And, and uh, yeah. <laughs> and some so, love. Exactly. <laughs> and, just, uh, and, I, and I hope it does feel like love because they should. I mean, it's, it's incredible. And so uh, anyway, I, I, I feel I'm about to ramble because everything I'm thinking about, <laughs> I want to preach on right now. So uh, <laughs> I can tell. Yeah. So, uh, so that's kind of uh, where we're going this Sunday, where we're going in the upcoming weeks. Uh, and also, Brooks, we have a, uh, I guess we're just putting all the segments together well, here. Well, hold on one second. Okay. So it's yeah. a good thing. I like what you said. There's no, there's not going to be any man-made lines drawn in the sand. They're all bib- biblical, heard from the Word of God, and not his rules, but for lack of a better term, rules right now. But then I also wanted to go back, and this may be too far of a look behind the curtain, but I know when we were first starting King's Chapel, you are kind of wrestling with the fact of, 
the non-denominational part of it. It's like you've never been a part of a church that hasn't been under a a denomination. I didn't know if you wanted to talk about that at all or kind of that decision. Um, I think it was a great decision. I think it's a decision that kind of came to us uh, with doors we knocked on. Uh, It became clear that it seemed like this was the way that we were to walk in. And I'm telling you, Brooks, I've never <laughs> told somebody about King's Chapel and said we're non-denominational and had a negative reaction. Mm-hmm. People are like, oh, good. Oh, you're non-denominational. So, it's hot in the streets right now. It's, 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 it's what you want to be, you know? And uh, um, and I appreciate that. Uh, I, I believe so much that we, uh, accountability. I, I think that we should uh, have accountability, all of us. Obviously, first and foremost, to God's word. But there are some who will boast, listen, we have no creed but Christ. By the way, that's a creed. You know, we, we aren't connected to anybody. We're just purely the Bible, um, <laughs> which uh, makes me laugh because, you know, it's no one is perfectly pure. King's Chapel, you know, we, we have to continue to be reforming as well and let the spirit of God and the word of God show us what we should have. But I am loving non-denominational. There is zero desire um, for us to do anything other than move in this way. But with non-denominational, I think it's what's important that people know, I believe, and King's Chapel believes, in the plurality of leadership. That King's Chapel, if I am the only leader, if I am the only voice, if I am, if Jeff's will is the will of King's Chapel, it's scary. What do they say? Absolute power corrupts mm-hmm. absolutely, right? Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and I think it's true in the church. So, um, and I think the reason God's word gives us elders and leaders is to, in is it's good. Um, Jethro saw Moses and all the work he did as one man. It's not good, man. You need help. And so um, so we have set up our infrastructure that we will be led um, internally by a plurality of leadership. And that's, that's again, goes back to what we're doing right now. We're trying to raise up that leadership. We have a, a great board that got us going, but we want to move toward officers. We, we want to move from a board to officers. And so that's where we're going. But non-denominational seems to be uh, a place where we love where we are and, and can, will continue to be. Gotcha. Good question, by the way. No problem. No problem. Yeah. Um, figured this is a good place to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but going back to what you're saying, the other Casey announcement we got going up. So Casey Essentials, that'll be at 9 a.m. on Sundays. And, and then 5 p.m. And 5 p.m. on Sundays. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. And, and will and that both be at the church? Both at the church. Okay. And they have, in the church, they have a little room. Uh, they called it the chapel, which I'll set up in uh um, it'll be great. We'll have some refreshments at both uh, hours, mm-hmm. and uh, the 9 a.m. will hopefully start right at 9 a.m. We're planning and get over it right at 9:40 at five because we got a church service to do. So, <laughs> and there will be uh, uh, we're thinking of childcare for the first service, and, okay. and then not for the second one. Okay. Which hey, if you hear this, volunteer to help with our nurseries. We need we need help. Uh, that's just a reality. We love it. We have a lot of King's kids. It's beautiful. So we need a lot of, have a lot of needs. Mm-hmm. And then any other King's Chapel announcements? Uh, pray for this Friday. Um, again, our Casey Family Connection, which is a fancy word for kind of our, our, our membership inquiry class. Um, it'll be dinner at our house this Friday. Uh, we've got a great group. I think we have seven signed up right now and might be adding a few more. Um, that'll be fantastic. Uh, um, we have our, our Walk for Life coming up on May 1st. And I would love for King's Chapel to listen. Sign up to walk with us, folks. I mean, come join us. I mean, how how 
awesome would it be if we just have a church-wide event that we are walking together and, and uh, which I'm excited about. And by the way, the board is uh, investigating um, having our church align more with foster children. And that's something we're going to be wrestling with at our next board meeting. And um, I just love the fact that, you know, God has placed us to, to fight for life. And I think that's what we'll do. So, um, so King's Chapel family, the next five, six weeks are going to be real important. It's going to be a little different with teaching. We'll have preaching and teaching on, on Sundays. Um, we got a walk for life to coming up. We got some other exciting things coming down the road. So, um, here we go. And oh, by the way, our playground is going to be delivered. It'll be delivered nice. tomorrow. There we go. Uh, which is be exciting. So, uh, yeah. A lot of stuff going on. A lot of stuff. <laughs> we can wrap it there. We Let's, put Zoe to sleep. We put, and Grace too. And they're, Grace, they're, they're, Grace yeah, is out over there too. They're out. Yeah. Our, <laughs> our, our studio today. audience is, is like uh, not amused whatsoever. <laughs> not like Good Morning America. <laughs> no, it's true. <laughs> we'll hey, see you guys someday. Hey, Brooksy, thank you so much. You are the man. Ooh, you're the man too. All see right, you. see ya.